This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from LL Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmates' flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash LL Bean. LL Bean. Be an outsider. And boom goes the dynamite. It's Tuesday, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for another brand new episode of The Boom, brought to you, as always, by the good people here at Fight Game Media. I'm your host, James B. McDaniel. Kevin, how has your week been? My week has been all right. I saw the uh, new Spider-Verse movie over the weekend, and I highly recommend it it to everybody. I've heard it was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. It's a, a work of art. It's genius. It's uh, yep, it's up there with the first one. If you if you've seen the first one, if you've seen that the right first one and it didn't give you seizures, and it didn't give you seizures, <laughs> then definitely go see this one. I if you're no susceptible seizures to seizures, already. I'd probably avoid it. it. And if you're susceptible to seizures, let us know on Twitter at Peppermint Fatty Kevin. How do they get a hold of you? <laughs> at Kevin Ely, it just about it everywhere. Yeah, let's talk seizures and UFOs because apparently there's a lot going on in both. At the moment, <laughs> if you check out Twitter, um, I've not I've not been to see any movies lately, unfortunately. But uh, no. been watching a lot of good TV. Um, but there's been so <laughs> I see you have us kicking. There's, an, off there's a request a, with a request. Okay, yes, there's a request from the Discord. We, we promised at some point to tell a POD story, and I said so, I would ask you about it last week, but in the fervor of uh, of the double or nothing aftermath, we didn't get to it. That's exactly right. So, back in the day at Louisiana Tech University, we had a student events board known as the Union Board. We got like, I don't know, $9 per student per quarter. So, we had a, mm-hmm. a pretty decent little budget of around $200,000 a year to spend. And it was ran mainly by fraternity and sorority people. But um, due to the power of my unlimited charisma, I ended up becoming president of this board without being a fraternity or a sorority member. And I was ready to start having, like, we'd already, we, we, we did a lot of big events. We did, like, Goo Goo Dolls on the Dizzy Up the Girl tour. We had Chris Rock. We had a lot of big events. Wow. Um, ended up having one of the, one of the, uh, one of the final Mitch Hedberg appearances ever. Oh, wow. Wow. And I was a fan of POD for a couple of years. As POD, we all were. Yeah. A band payable on death is what it stands for. Um I wasn't as early as some people were. They had an out they had a uh, I think an EP, not a full album, come out on Tooth Nail Records. And so that's when I like I was like, okay, 
let me check them out. I'd known about them before, got into them then, and I was like, okay, I'm going to see if POD is available for this fall. This was, uh, well, I skipped a step there. The POD blew up. They were ended up being on TRL, Total Request Live, mm-hmm. which was the barometer of musical success in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carson. And at this point, they had been number one. Their single had been number one. This is summer of 2000 on TRL for like 43 straight days. And so I'm, I'm working that summer, out, like as in at school working on getting mm-hmm. all the entertainment together for the fall. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a couple calls. Um, and I find out not only can we get POD, but it's super rare that we can get into the Thomas Assembly Center, which is the basketball arena at Louisiana Tech. Very rare we can get a date. We got a date. POD could do it. They were going to fly out just, just for this. It was going to cost all in around $40,000. Very okay. doable. This, this will be our big concert for the year. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have the full union board there over the summer. And when it was mainly the people that were there over the summer were fraternity and sorority types. Mm-hmm. So I pitched this show, and they're all like, who's this? We've never heard of them. I'm like, tune into TRL. They're number yeah. one on TRL. They're the hottest band in the country. And they're just like, no, we've never heard of them. They're clearly terrible. They're nobodies. Why would we? Mm-hmm. Why would we bring in nobodies? Mm-hmm. And I called in, called in all my reinforcements that I could get there, and we lost that vote. We, it was a tied vote. It was a tied vote, and I could break the tie, but they all put so much pressure on me. I ended up not pushing through POD since everyone wasn't there over the summer to vote on it. I thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I regret it to this day, Kevin. That's that's Mike a case Gilbert, for the right, I regret for the, it yeah. to this day. That's right. It was a situation where we had tried on, on a number of occasions to we realized with like we had good budget, a good budget, but not a massive budget. Yeah. So we had to book people as they were heating up, as they were becoming popular. Yeah. A few years before, uh, some people had pitched me on Kid Rock, who wasn't even wasn't really on MTV yet, but was mm-hmm. about to be, and uh, that got voted down because nobody knew who it was. And this was the one opportunity to get, other than like Goo Goo Dolls when they were super hot on that get Dizzy yeah. Up the Girl tour, the one opportunity to get a major band when they were at their peak, when they were absolutely peaking, yes. and uh, and and I failed. I completely failed, and I'm sorry to everyone. You did the right thing, and it was the wrong thing to do. Yeah, but years later, literally almost 20 years later, I still run into people when I go back to Ruston, Louisiana, (laughs) all of Louisiana Tech, who say that my era of the union board, when I was booking things, was the greatest era all time, all their lives. And uh, I really, really appreciate that, but couldn't make POD happen. So that's Everyone the story, Mike Gilbert. Now, ahead of the curve since 2001. And a pair, have you heard about the drink, the peppermint fatty drink? I I saw you post about it one time, and I yeah. asked what it was. Well, and I don't I don't think you there's answered. An up, there's an update now on my Facebook. There's okay. an update, Kevin. So I'm told. So I grew up in, in DeRitter, Louisiana, 
which mm-hmm. is just north of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Lake Charles is where I was born. Everyone go listen to Lucinda Williams' song, Lake Charles. There was a drink called the McDaniel. I was told that, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. everybody that I know really likes that drink, the McDaniel. Well, Kevin, these people, listen, dear friends, <laughs> yes. but you sons of bitches need to get your stories together, okay? I was sent finally this week a picture yeah. of the menu. Okay. Kevin, this drink is called the J McDaniel. Oh, no. Not just the McDaniel. And yeah. despite everything in it, it comes with an orange slice on the drink. This drink is 100% named after me. There's yeah. no chance, no chance yeah. that is named in my stomping grounds, the J McDaniel yeah. and has an orange yeah. slice on the side. And it's yeah. not me. And now I've got to yeah. find out who owns this bar. Who who named this drink? I've got to get to the bottom of things. Oh, so you've never had enough, this drink. This is this is I've, only... I've never had this drink. Yeah. I'm going to try and make the drink, though. I'm going to see what I can do. You know, you know what's in it? To... You have the... I have what's in it, but not the percentages. So I'll probably okay. have to play around. And the thing is, there's things in it I don't have, like Cointreau or whatever. I, I'm going to yeah. go buy that, and all of it will go into the sampling of trying to get this drink order correct. So anybody okay. listening right now, if you're in the vicinity of Lake Charles, Louisiana, go to the 121 Bistro Bar, order the J. McDaniel, let me know what you think. All right. And we'll find out also how to make I, it, and then we'll you'll send it to me, and we'll I'll make it here, and you make it there, and we'll, we'll, uh, that's we'll what we're toast do. on the air. We're 100. Yeah. We're 100% going to do that. Okay, this is a big, to me, this is a pretty big news week. And, and oddly enough, Kevin, very little of it has to do with Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing is yeah. it over. And now it's, it's all, in the past. all about Forbidden Door. And and Forbidden Door is, a in, in my opinion, and from what I've been told, Forbidden Door is a major part, is a, is a major event, not only in and of itself, but a major event in setting up all in. And oh, so okay. now we have, yeah. So now we've got all a lot of matches coming together for Forbidden Door, and a lot of things going on in AEW surrounding Forbidden Door, even though they're not telling us. Rampage this week, Kevin, was all New Japan. It was an all New Japan yeah, Rampage. Pretty Who much saw that coming, and it was really great because in our in our in our Twitter DMs with Jeff and mm-hmm. Paul from the from the Dynamite show, um. I believe you were the one that said pretty good rampage this week. And Paul Fontaine's like, I'll be the judge of that. that. And then like three or four (laughs) days later, Paul's like, that was a really good rampage. He said that may have been the best rampage ever. (laughs) And that's, that's, those are strong words coming from Paul Fontaine. It was definitely one of the better rampage. We can say it was probably the best rampage without a doubt. 2022 2023 for sure oh easy um yeah so the forbidden door is about to open talk to us kevin what's what all is going to happen at forbidden door what do you know so far so remember last year we were like man are they ever gonna give us anything everyone's like you know are we gonna get hangman okada are we gonna get all this you know dream matches and everyone's like settle down settle down stop trying to make dream matches and then two weeks before Forbidden Door, we're still like, are they? Well, everyone was is... injured. 
everyone yeah. was injured right. last year. So last time I remember, like maybe at this point we knew we didn't know anything because the only thing we knew was that Punk was supposed to face Tanahashi and Punk got injured. So at this point in time, we had nothing. Flash forward to yeah. this year. What is that? Oh, it's my bear. I was just holding it up to the camera to see if people could see my bear better. So <laughs> I, this is clear. This clearly has to be our clip for YouTube right here. Yeah, it has to be. So people, Sorry for so the people, people know. listening. Yeah, everyone it's, listening it's a bear at home. That, that contains a, a lighted forest inside its, yes. its body and soul. Basically, if you're listening to this right now, you've got to go to YouTube and check, check out our clip, our Forbidden Door clip. Yeah, <laughs> in which we're talking about a bear and not yeah. their country. Uh, so fast forward to this year. Yeah. They haven't announced anything, but we know that we're getting we Will Ospreay know. versus Kenny Omega. They basically mm-hmm. said that. And yes. Brian Danielson versus Kazucha Okada. Two these dream could matches. be the two. These, Kevin, I think you'll agree with me. I don't think that what I'm about to say is a crazy statement. These could legitimately be... T- these could legitimately be the two greatest matches in pro wrestling history on the same card, possibly back to back. That's possible. That yeah, that's not crazy. No, that's not crazy. Um, and it's that that it's could insane. be the top. That could be the word, and that and those may not even be the main event because neither of those yeah. are for one of the two world titles. So that's right. That's right. Like, Good on you guys. I'm stoked. I'm ready. I've already paid for it. Um, you know, way to turn it I'm around from ready. last year where everyone Honestly. was like disappointed in the build because now it's literally just gravy. You could give me Yano yeah. versus, well, Yano versus Denhouse would actually be incredible, but like you could give it would me be like phenomenal, Yano versus QT Marshall. Yeah. And I would still be like, this yeah. is a great show. And we're, yeah, we're not going to bitch about the show. Um, with that, but now I feel like I need to prepare myself physically, mentally, start working <laughs> out at this moment for that yeah. classic 18 hour AEW pay per view with yeah. a thousand matches. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, I I think this last pay per view is five hours, I believe. Yeah. And I don't know if we've done longer than that, but it didn't feel like that long of a pay per view. Well, this last year's double be... nothing felt longer. Yeah. Well, and we were there. For, for a variety of reasons. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to mute but... myself so I can sneeze. Okay. Uh, yeah, but this one, I don't even... I wonder if they are going to load it up. Because it seems like the last show they made it like three matches shorter than, yeah. uh, than a lot of ones. And so it seems like he might yeah. be. But with this, I could see him... You know, it's going to be and a lot I think... of multi-mans. Is it... You know, there's going to be fewer matches with more people in them. Um, if he's trying to hold some things back for summer, and this is more the opening of a season of collaboration, mm-hmm. um, you know, this I feel like these are all going to be like chapter one matches, which blows my mind to th- you know, think that Osprey and Omega and Danielson versus Okada is like stepping stone <laughs> matches to the real big matches of the year. Um. You know, we we both know that Tony Khan, he plans everything out years in advance. Yeah. So I believe in his notebook, he 
like last year, he had his plans for Forbidden Door 1 mm-hmm. and his plans for Door 2 through 5 as well. And I don't know yeah. if he got to put together a single match he actually wanted for Forbidden mm-hmm. Door 1. So I think he may, this thing might be like yeah. a triple stuffed Oreo of a pay-per-view <laughs> for Tony <laughs> Khan. Like he's going to get in everything he possibly just, can. He's just got the box and he's got the cookies all over his mouth and yeah. and he's talking while he's eating them. Like, whoa, 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 yep. whoa, whoa. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm really curious. We've got what could be our main and co-main. Could be. Might not be. Mm-hmm. The star of last year's show was Orange Cassidy on the AEW side. Yep. I wonder who Orange Cassidy gets this year, and could it yeah. be Zack Sabre Jr.? Oh, wow. Can that would you be... not immediately see Orange Cassidy all tied up and lifted up into the air with his <laughs> arms and legs? You know what I mean? I yeah. can't remember the name of that move. I'm not that and guy. The, the ref goes to ask if he if he wants to give in, and Orange Cassidy <gasps> just gives him the thumbs up, the weak thumbs up. Oh, my gosh. That'd be phenomenal. But he gives he would have to be it would be like down below. Yeah. Um there's so many matches that could be on this. Of course we have FTR. Mm-hmm. Also, what is do you have the date offhand to Forbidden Door 2023? Uh it is hold on, it's probably on this little graphic I just put up. Let me see okay. put up in the middle there. Let's see if oh, it's, it's cut it, 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 it off. off our graphic. I'm gonna pull this up here. Let's see. This is this is an important question. Um, it's either 27th or 28th, I think, of June. Okay. So it's only like... That means CM Punk will be back in AEW. Yes. When Forbidden will Door... Be after a collision, yes. So what we so, don't know is, will CM Punk be on it? Will MJF right. be on it? Right. Because there's, there's chatter that MJF may not even... He may be held off the show. I don't think Both there's any is. reason to put MJF on it. I don't think we need him. I don't think there's a particular dream. It would be cool. It would be really cool to have him on it. But um, I would love to see him get get beat up by Okada, not Okada, um, by Suzuki for a while. But um, <laughs> that would be great. This thing is going to be stuffed as is, and if he doesn't, yeah. and, and there's no there's no match that everybody's necessarily clamoring for there. Right, and you don't want to put the AEW champion on a match that's third from the top. Yeah. You know, and you don't want yeah. to put it over those two, but there's no opponent that's going to make it better than those two matches. I mean, there's one. So, so there's one. <laughs> well, you know there's Yano. Exactly. But June 25th, you're right. Uh, uh, but there was a little discourse about this in our uh, fight game discord about about what MGF could do. And I was mm-hmm. kind of the opinion that you could do like a Yano match, do like a crazy match with him against someone who's really popular, but isn't really a, you know, thing and work into the storyline where he's not going to, he's not going to yeah. defend it against one of the top end new Japan guys or something. And yeah. A non, a non title match. Then, yeah. Honestly, MGF versus Yano in a non title match stuffed right in between these two matches <laughs> Wouldn't be the worst idea because you want to, if you're going to have a six star match and then a seven star match, people need to come down for a little bit in between. People need to have some fun in between. Mm-hmm. A Yano match would be great right near the top. 
you know, and don't say it's the co-main event or anything. No, no. but make a put a really fun match there to to cool people off. You know what I you, mean? So give you them didn't a, give watch them a breather. A, you didn't you didn't get to see Dominion, right? You you. Uh, I have not watched Dominion to. yet. No. So, um, Dominion was a good show. I haven't been watching a lot of New Japan. I'm pretty much only watching AEW. And right. I I made a point to watch it because it's Forbidden Door season. I knew it'd be setting up some stuff. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a changing company. There's a do, there's, do tell. There's there's a lot of young faces in there. They're elevating a lot of young people. They just mm-hmm. brought um you know Yoda Suchi back, who was a you know young boy went away on an excursion. He just came back from excursion, went straight to the IWGP title oh. match, and like killed right. it. Uh, he he looks like a huge star. Um, Sonata of all people is the champion. They just took all the LA Dojo guys and they're all Bullet Club now. Uh, so the whole Bullet Club got a revamp in one night. Um, it's just kind of a there's kind of a shakeup at at the top, and so it's going to be interesting to see like when they bring these people in, are they going to be people that um, you know, is Yoda Suchi going to be someone that AEW audiences are going to go crazy for? Uh, you know, three weeks from now, if they have it, won't necessarily be what you're saying is it won't necessarily be the traditional names that everybody yeah. in AEW is hot for because we've grown to know them over the years. Though right. there might be some new names as well. I think I have to think Tony Khan will be prepared for that mm-hmm. and will put them in, say, mid card matches that will teach people, mm-hmm. oh. Oh, I really this guy. need to follow this guy, yeah, because he just murdered Trent Beretta to death. Right, <laughs> right. that's probably him. a good pick. Yeah, they kind of did that last year with uh, uh, the shooter Shota uh, Shota Umino. Shota Umino, or, yeah, Umino, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, you know, he got to really ever wake everybody up to you know the last time a lot of people probably saw him in the AEW audiences was when he was following John Moxley around. Yeah. Uh, well, he was kidnapped, but still. Well, yeah, but you know, Stockholm didn't work. He was teaming with him That's this true. past weekend. Yeah, serious. He teamed with the back. He's an honorary Blackpool Combat Club, <laughs> even though he wears white. I am. I'm, I think I'm looking at the wrong Dominion card. So there were three night. Oh wait, I'm. Oh my! I was looking at Kevin. I was looking. At Dominion 2009, oh, and I wow. was like, "These aren't the matches <laughs> that I remember." Like, I tuned up in and Connor. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tatsu Naito. He seems Here like a go. he seems like a star of the future. So I was looking for the name, the young name you were telling me about, and I'm like, "I'm I'm just not seeing it." I just, <laughs> where is this poor guy? And I remember Lance Archer was on here, and I'm not seeing yeah. that. Here we go. Finally, by the way, everyone. Puppet Up is going to be, uh, she's in a little bit of um, gastric distress at the moment. You're probably going to be hearing from her a little bit throughout the show. I'm going to try and mute where I can. Um, Zach, oh my, Zach Saber Jr. versus Jeff Cobb. That had to be a great eight minutes. That's great. Wait, there's a, there is a tag team called Catch 2 slash 2. Is this Catch 22 and they just have it really strange on on uh, i don't know it doesn't seem familiar but i'm not it's francesco akira and tjp oh 
Yeah, they're uh, they're in the uh, Will Ospreys group. Okay, gotcha. I didn't know that that's what they were called. <laughs> they defeated the intergalactic jet shatter, jet setters of Kushida yeah. and Kevin Knight. Yep. Um. There's a, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to get too deep into this right now. Um. There's just so many possibilities for Forbidden Door. I haven't thought many of them out other than the ones that we're getting. And Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega 2 is going to be on Forbidden Door. There have been rumors about that Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega 3 will be on All In yeah. and will not be the main event. Um, I find it almost impossible to believe that that, could, that you would, could put anything above that. But yeah. um, I'm I'm excited to see what you I don't know what would no be, but but I can see them not wanting to have Will Ospreay, not a AEW signed star, be the main event winner on the AEW show. Like Forbidden it, Door is like a, you know, that's a co-promoted show, so it's fine. But I get that, I guess. Even though has it would Will, be, the, it has to be the biggest match on the show. Has Willos be resigned for the full, for the next year with with New Japan? I because don't know, I and heard, I don't know if that's known. Yeah, that's the thing is, I don't think it's out there one way or the other. But I'm sorry about pumping up, y'all. Okay. But it's I find it odd that he would still be actively wrestling with them at this point mm-hmm. if he's not signed. You mm-hmm. know that's not something they've really done in the past that, that I'm aware of. My presumption is that he's signed through this year. Gotcha. Maybe like one of those, cause don't they, you typically, uh, it's always January, January 1st. Yeah. 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 So for he's the in G1. Yeah. A lot of people expect him to win G1. By the way, the G1 participants, 33 names are out there. Mm-hmm. We, you and I both thought, Kevin, as we talked about right before the show, you thought there'd be two AEW uh, names in it. I thought At there'd least. be three. Yeah, there's only one, and it is a doozy, and yeah. I'm so happy. Give it to him, Kev. Eddie Kingston, fresh my off man, surgery. Yeah, fresh off of surgery. I hope that's how they announce him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this man grew up loving. It's yes. famous that he grew up loving Japanese wrestling. Yeah. And I cannot imagine anything in life and make him happier than competing yeah. in the G1. I'm yeah. so happy Tony Khan uh, helped make this possible. Yeah, this is one of those cases where you're excited as a fan for the character but then you're also happy for the guy yeah because i bet this is a dream for him but he's gonna be he's gonna get (laughs) these people man this list is he's gonna get he's gonna go through the ringer man i guess we i wonder when we're gonna find out how they're all gonna be sorted probably the next we i think the next show they do i don't know when it is but uh they'll probably announce in the next couple of weeks week right or two. right and there's That's four brackets I'm... so they each only have to do seven matches as as opposed to 10 the way it used to be that's that kind of sucks for eddie kingston i want him to wrestle everyone <laughs> yeah, just put him in every bracket 
Yeah, I think he'd be down for it. I think it a hundred percent be down for it. I, I I am a little. I I really expected Claudio to be in it. I figured it would be a good time to let him go overseas and do that and kind of make that a thing. I figured like him and right. um, him and Yuda were actually. If I had to pick two people, I would say yeah. send over Yuda and and then and then on AEW you could even talk about how they're away for like the next month or something and work that into the storylines of how the Blackpool Combat Club is weakened yeah. because they're not have the elite right start, now. Start yeah. getting back at them while they're while they're uh, not yeah. at prime strength. Show some highlights and and just the fact that they debuted Claudio at Dominion this past weekend. Uh, barely, I guess he barely made the show. He arrived like twenty five minutes before his match. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, Can he had like visa trouble, I guess, and he missed a flight because of visa issue, and then. The, the flight that got there like landed when the show started and it took that long to get there. So they had to bump the match to later in the show. So it ended up being the semi-main, which actually made a lot of sense when you watch the show. But yeah, he apparently he arrived to the arena in Osaka 25 minutes before his match and then just went out and just killed it. I would really like for being the elite this week to be completely replaced by video of him trying to get into the country <laughs> and then like booking it over to the arena for that. I would love to see that just with his roller bag. And yeah, yeah, it would be so stressful. And I would imagine he probably uh, got stressed trying to get a cab or trying to get a car mm -hmm. and then maybe they show up with a limo and I see him like throwing his bag in the limo yeah, and then taking off running and like meet you there. Yeah. Like chase him <laughs> <Yeah>. sprinting <laughs> to the arena would be faster, yeah. <laughs> right? He's changing his Tokyo. gear while he's while yeah. he's running through Tokyo. <laughs> the Benny Hill theme going on. Oh, give anything to, to watch that, Kevin. <laughs> okay, so NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know what? I don't even have I don't have a decent I am stressed out over here by my poor dog. I've got no smart way to introduce this. But if you're enjoying us here today talking about my sick dog, drinks named after me, and the band POD, uh and if you'd like to hear more, I I would suggest you subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com/fightgamemedia for more of this and even some wrestling talk from some of the other podcasters here. Um <laughs> That that is the best way to do it. I still think it's the best deal in in uh it's the best it's the best deal in all of combat sports, um, for less than the cost of a cup of coffee per month, just five dollars. 
Um, you're going to get our show. You're going to get a million other shows that you don't get on the free feed. You're going to get extra shows by us as well as from everybody else. Along with that, if you'd like to participate in the Fight Game Media Discord, email gg at fightgamemedia.com, and that's, uh, I think Garrett will be a good man and let you in. And, of course, always check out our YouTube channel. Check out Speaking of Strong Style with Jeremy Finestone and Stephen Conway to check out Power Bombshells with Sam and Mel. Um, it's a great way to get up to – by the way, Speaking of Strong Style is really important right now because it's a great way to get up to speed on New Japan before Forbidden Door – you know what? The only rampage isn't the only way to get get up to up to date on New Japan. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you need a little some extra and yeah. let that be speaking of strong style. It's a really, really great show. Oh, okay, Kevin. I think we I should got ask uh, we should maybe like uh next week or the week up we need for to. uh for Bindor, we should get like uh Jeremy and or Steven on. You know what? Give us the skinny on some of these guys. They I, may not you know what? I've got two ideas here, Kevin. Okay. Two ideas. Well, shoot, that's coming up really fast, isn't it? Yeah, it's only what I was gonna three weeks three from weeks? yesterday. All right, we need to talk to them tonight because there's that. But also I w- I, I kind of like the idea of us having a forbidden door segment each week where we talk okay. where we have them on to school us on a different storyline going on in new japan that could potentially lead to something in forbidden door or we know is going to lead to something in forbidden door i said we give them the choice and they pick i love it i love that all idea right. All right. i'm happy to be a part of that it. one too. me too i'm really excited for forbidden door i am i'm more excited for forbidden door than i was for double or nothing and as always double or nothing was a very good pay-per-view um, in further news, Tony Khan will announce the main event of the first AEW Collision episode on Dynamite. The rumor, of course, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. I've heard also that he's turned that down. Um, mm. Who knows what this could be? Who knows? It could be anything. That, but, that Punk has turned it down or that Joe's turned it down? That Punk had turned it down, but I don't oh, necessarily okay. trust the person I heard it from. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. There's all kinds of things going around. A lot of people are expecting Punk and Joe to happen sooner than later on that show. Because I think it's something Punk wanted to do when he came back the first time because they had that, you know, legendary set of matches, what, 19 years ago? Uh, (laughs) That's crazy to say. That's (laughs) wild. So hopefully they won't try to do another one hour draw because I don't know if either of them can hold up to it but who knows punk may just be trying to go and get those uh, next six months off early and try to injure himself <laughs> in his first match <laughs> it's like you know what i think i found the key to making this place work for me is just you know do I one w- match throw a fit and then get hurt and then sit out and then negotiate for a return i'm curious if let's let's say punk absolutely requested that which we've heard and that's that's what it's going to be First of all, great match. Going to be a really fun match. I'm wondering if Punk, kind of based on what they did 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, wants to have a series with him or if this will be one match and then something will happen and lead into another program with someone else. Because, of course, I think we're all hearing CM Punk is loving uh, Switchblade Jay White right now. Yep. Wants to work with him. Wants him over on Collision. Um, and to me right now, you've, you've got, 
you've got Bullet Club Gold knocking out FTR with with a fistful of coins. Yep. Like uh like true professional wrestlers, like true legends. Um and you've got you've got FTR and Jungle Boy or not Jungle Boy, I'm, I apologize. FTR and Ricky Starks. Yep. Could you then have them facing off with Bullet Club Gold and CM Punk, which is something, of course, we've talked about before on here. I mm-hmm. think CM Punk would be phenomenal as head of as head of Bullet Club Gold, mm. and then possibly like down the road feud with Jay White over that. Um, I would love to see it go that direction. That would and be maybe cool. maybe that, now you want to talk about getting Ricky Starks back in the spotlight, getting the heat back under him. That right there yeah. would do it if that's <laughs> yeah. if that's the way they go. Yeah. And we keep thinking, or the you know what I say, we I keep thinking. Oh, I keep thinking like a moron who's never read about professional wrestling. Like, oh, FTR is best friends with with CM Punk. Clearly, they're going to tag team. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's literally no difference between them being in a tag team and them wrestling against each other. Right. Other than they're, they're probably working, yeah. going to enjoy working against each other more than working together. Right. Um, so I think that's a real possibility. I would love to see, and that would be a hot angle. Yeah. And it would it would put some heat then behind. I think Jay White is okay, but definitely Juice Robinson needs a little heat behind yeah. him, and, and <laughs> Jay could use a little bit of a boost. Yeah. Yeah. Pixar and Frozen Caveman uh, <laughs> needs some needs some heat. Yes, and, he uh, does. And Although the coins when we, didn't hurt. That's right. That's true. When the coins were great. Uh, when we did uh, our draft of uh, the potential roster split, uh, yeah. I think I was on the collision side, and I picked Jay White like right off the top because I think I think I think that is the place for him to become a major American star. I really and, want and that I, to and happen. I really hope I really hope that's what Punk's got in mind is that right. is that Jay White just gets shot to the top and is is just you know everything he can do there whether it's against him or 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 with him with with him or against him either way um okay it's now time for the heat index kevin start apparently you don't have them in order this week no Um, no. start where you please my friend yeah getting ranking them just felt started to just get a little tedious so now it's just this is the stuff we want to talk about so we brought it up a little bit but my first thing is uh championship friday on Rampage, this the sleeper show of the year out it was of nowhere. Basically, New Japan Junior. I had no clue. Sorry, yeah, just got choked. I had no clue we were gonna have a Shibata match and a yeah. Zack Saber Junior match. And yeah. I love the fact they threw out Willow Nightingale defending her title for mm-hmm. New Japan title against Emi Sakura. It's yeah. Which makes it feel like a New Japan match, even though it's kind of not. You know, it's kind of an all-AEW match. But with the New Japan Women's Champion, uh, really enjoyed this. And um, first of all, also, of course, Vikingo uh, beat Commander and Drillistico. Um, yep. I like they're just, oh, we've got guys in masks. Put them in a match together, guys. Yeah, and they just went nuts. Yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. What what did you do? You think this was Action Andretti's best match ever? Thanks in great part to Zack Saber Jr. Uh, 
I can't say that because I will always remember that debut yeah, well, against Chris Jericho. Uh, and that one at Pearson home cap. Right, yeah. Yeah, that'll be on my deathbed. I'll be like, I tell you, there was no one else who could have could have been in that slot. I was uh, there for it. I was there. I was there. I chanted, let's go jobber. Uh, but as a ma- as an actual match, this was a better match. I mean, it was pretty yeah. great. And I love I love Zack Sabre Jr. working with guys like that who are flippy flippy and you know speed based yeah. and how he just ties up. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. is one of the most fun people to watch. And those fifteen minute time limit matches are just perfect for him. Um, and I hope that he. It's kind of like Orange Cassidy, like you said, with Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I hope he never loses this title. I just want to see him defend in 15 yeah. minute matches against amazing people. And I want to see him tie orange Cassidy up in a pretzel. Okay. I want you to put these, let's see, one, two, three, four matches mm-hmm. in order. Your favorite to your least oh, favorite. Oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. By the way, if anybody wants to see these and they're like, Oh man, like I don't have a way to go back and get rampage. Mm-hmm. I believe every one of these, with po- the possible exception of the Kingo match, are all on YouTube. They're all in YouTube, almost complete as complete matches. So yeah, you can go check them out right there. Yeah, um, probably I'll go top to bottom. I'll go Shibata first. Shibata okay. match top. That, that's because. the only match on this card I haven't seen yet. I just because I've seen it. Shibata is one of my all-time favorites, and just seeing him do any matches now is like a gift. You know, when I saw when I saw this match was happening, Kevin, mm-hmm. I remember thinking Lee Moriarty kind of bores me, but he's yeah. such a great wrestler that mm-hmm. when I saw this match, I thought perfect guy. I thought absolutely yeah. perfect guy. I'm in on this. I'm in. It was this. it was is exactly that because he is kind of that. He's what we used to call the Johnny Gargano's, like the, just the That's guy right. who's like really good. He's just a good wrestler. Just a good wrestler. Uh, but this is this was the night for that. If you're going to do yeah. that, this is the night. And uh, so seeing Shibata wrestle again and just see him do all this stuff was great. Um, Number I'll two, Zach. I probably go Zach. Okay. Zach match, then the Willow match, and then the the triple th- threat triple A match. Just right. because I'm just not as into that kind of uh, and- acrobatic. And I would argue, Stunt Kevin, that, that we're given this kind of match generally with people in masks once a week. So, yeah, we've this, was the, this was the extreme case of, of it. Yeah, yeah, this was like the most of that. And uh, <laughs> almost, almost choked to death on a Diet Coke there. <laughs> it was definitely the most. But <laughs> and it's also the one that if I had like a friend over who doesn't watch wrestling at all, that's the one I would have shown him. I would have said, oh, Rampage is coming on. You need to watch this match. Okay. That's fair. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if they would have gotten into uh, Emmy Sakura in Willow. Well, I really I really do appreciate you doing a completely unprepared rundown of those four <laughs> matches that put you on the spot there. Um, let's see, Dave. So, what's this? Dave Meltzer says about this show. So, on Wrestling Observer Radio earlier this week, they were talking about this, and he said, uh, "So Brian Danielson is working on creative with Tony Khan more and more." And That's apparently exciting. they're getting along really well and they're clicking really well. And Dave, as an offhand comment, mentioned that this this episode of Rampage, he said, is very much what you're going to get from Brian Danielson's mind. He was like, this 
this basically he, was a Brian Danielson book show. Then let's let's keep Brian Danielson on Rampage for a yeah. While. That's kind of uh, my thought. Let's just make Brian Danielson the showrunner of Rampage. I love that now we're we have Brian Danielson potentially being that showrunner of Rampage, yeah. making it good again. Right as we are all fully yeah. prepared to give <laughs> Rampage up forever. Yes, I know. And and now this could potentially make it a five hour prep. Yeah, right. Don't make me talk about AEW every week. Yeah. And that is the bare minimum. The bare minimum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I got a drink. By the way, <laughs> apparently, I've been missing a lot in ROH. And, and somehow, the Dark Order is wrestling each other now. What? And, uh, yeah. So, we've got on one side, we have, jo- we have John Silver. Okay. We've got Evil Uno. And we have... Um, John Silver's tag part, Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds, and yeah. Stu Grayson is wrestling against them in tag oh, teams. No. And so Stu Grayson wasn't part of the Dark Order when they confronted Adam Page this week. And it's oh. because of whatever's whatever the hell's happening to the Dark Order on ROH. Wow. And so I need um Okay. I need Sam and Mel. I think Sam I think Sam is watching religiously ROH. I need somebody to explain to me what is going on with okay. the with the greatest ta- with the greatest faction in pro wrestling history. Okay, Kevin, <laughs> what is your next entrant entrant next in the heat index in the heat index? And you have some you have some negative heat to bring to you know what? But okay, I'll throw up a want... negative one real quick. Okay, I'll find okay. a small one. Let's see. Let's see what I got here. Um. Okay, this is a negative from one of my favorites, and that is Chris Statlander. Okay, I actually have two Chris Statlander up. related ne- negative, um, negative pedonexes this week. First is, um, her promo near the beginning of um, of Dynamite, where she's so, like, talking about package? how the video package, yes. Mm-hmm. Where she is talking about how, like, this title win proves not only what she, what AEW means to her, but like what 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 she means to AEW. She's basically breaking kayfabe and saying, mm-hmm. "I I wasn't sure if I deserve to be given this to yes. be the one who took went goes in and takes this title." And I never would have put that line on TV. I would have edited no. it out. No, you can put the rest. But that mm-hmm. line, and I, and of course, I have no way of remembering word for word what she said. No, that's basically what she said. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, you don't say that on wrestling yeah. television. You're right. I hadn't thought about that because um, a longer version of that was online the, earlier that day. Like yeah, they had posted it, and it was a longer version that like actually had. Um, uh, interviews with her during over the course of her AEW career, there were like little chapters. And then like when she got injured the first time and when she came back the first time and when she got injured the second time and, you know, okay. And then, and then that was what you saw on dynamite was actually like the last one. And so seeing it like, as this whole story, this kind of like sort of behind the scenes, almost like an all access kind of thing. 
Yeah, it, that's it, great for it a worked. The same thing. And so when I saw it on Dynamite, I didn't really think of it through that lens. But you're absolutely right. Like she should not be talking like that in character on TV. That's something that you put online for the right. heart. I mean, that's like some Liv Morgan stuff. I mean, you know, not. Yeah. I mean, I love you Liv Morgan, but like that's the kind of lines they would give her. Yeah, you don't put it on on free TV where you've got to explain to your kid what she's talking about. You've got to explain to your yeah. wife or your girlfriend what she's talking about. Right. I mean, yes, we're, we're, we are in a post-kayfabe society, mm-hmm. but let's keep it kayfabe just for... The, right, just, in, just during the show, 90 minutes a week. during the show, yeah. We can do that. We can do that. Um, all right, time for your second positive. All right. Heat index of the week. Uh, it is uh, the Blackpool Combat Club uh, kicking ass worldwide. You know what? They're so, not they're not kicking ass in Canada. They're kicking ass in other countries around the world. Around the world. Yeah. Uh, so with special focus on uh, Wheeler Yuta, who is uh, having a great run the last couple of weeks. So, you know, two weeks ago he um, he lost. To the Uta, to the Uta brothers, the, the, <laughs> the uh, that's right, the Lucha, the Lucha brothers took the loss. I've, I've heard it both ways, honestly. And off air, either way, off air after the show, Danielson slaps him around and is like, "Get it together, you know, like you you botch the match, you got to get it together before Anarchy in the Arena. Come Anarchy in the Arena, who pins Kenny Omega but Wheeler Yuta? My- and yep." So then they come back on Dynamite. Uh, they have a rematch of sorts with Mox, Claudio, and Yuta against Penta Phoenix and Bandito on Dynamite. And who gets the win? Wheeler Yuta. And this photo. Oh my God. Of him getting the pin with the snidest look on his face. I just love Wheeler's do- doing late. You know what he's doing? Well, you know what that is? Stank face. That He's is stank stank He's putting stank on it right there. If this yep. was, if this was, so you think he can dance, that man right there would be moving to, uh, through the next round. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent for connecting to the audience and putting the stank on it. Yep, right there. And not then, that I have ever watched that show or know <laughs> anything about it. And then, Mox Claudio go to uh, New Japan. Claudio barely, like we said. And yeah. team with Shoto Amino against uh, uh, Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii in six man, and they lose. They lose. Mm. And why do they lose? Because Wheeler Yuta was not with them. There's no Wheeler Yuta. My yeah. God. You know. You know. Looking at this photo right now, Kevin. Yeah. Looks like we're looking at at, at uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in his senior year of high school. <laughs> about to move on it's right to the big time Growing his first beard yeah that's right that's right oh man i, I don't know yeah. how old wheeler Yuta is but man he's gonna be so good one day i mean he's already really good but he's gonna yeah. be so good one day because yeah. he clearly is not i think this this year is gonna be doesn't, doesn't have that much age on him. him yeah and you I know who else is gonna be a big year yeah. for who oh go ahead Danielson. What were you going to say? Uh, about I just like that Danielson's kind of making it part of the storyline that he's sort of yeah. taking special interest in him and he's, you know, how far he's coming. Yeah, I Who like that a lot. Okay. You know, the other person has a big year ahead of him. 
and I, I don't know if a lot of people are talking about this. I'm pull, kind of pulling this out of my ass here, and that's uh, Don Callis' new protege. Oh, yeah. 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 I think he's going to have a good year. I've got that on my uh, heat index, too. Heel well, heat. well, let's go. Let's real go. Real heel heat. Don the Callis real deal, the greatest not the heel. fake heel heat. No. There is, I have not heard heel heat in my current era of watching wrestling in AEW. Yeah. I've never, there's been nothing like this. Don Callis is the most hated man in America because of how good he is. Mm-hmm. He is the, I've been saying for years now, he's the best heel in pro wrestling. And I, and this just shows how right I've been. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is all about me. My God, yeah. it was great. My God, yeah. it was great. And it shows you what happens when you stick with things for a long time. Because Don yeah. Callis has been with Kenny Omega in storyline with real life for decades. Yeah. But in storyline. They have shoved that down our throat yes. for years, years. As to how many years Don yes. Callis has been with Kenny Omega. Right. And probably, so I think uh, five years on television, if you count the time in New Japan, he has been the Bobby Heenan to his Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah. And finally, this happened. And it happened at the right time. Uh, And uh, and to my surprise, with the right person to be his protege, because I did not think lovable, pure-hearted, Apple pie and Cinnabon loving Konosuke Takeshita would be. See, Kevin, that's what makes it so good. It's yeah. not just that he's turned on Kenny. Yeah. It's that he's corrupting Takeshita. Yes. He's the, yes. he is that corruption. He is the ruinous powers. Yes. He's the ruinous power that's just seeped into Takeshita's pure heart mm-hmm. and ruined it. And so. Right. People are mad that he's turned on Kenny, but they've mad that he they're equally mad that, that he has ruined yes. pure young Takeshita. Yes. Yep. Beautiful. Poor Takeshita. Look, and Takeshita. He got a great jacket out of the deal, though. He really did. Also, Takeshita kind of in need of a mouthpiece. A little um, bit. And <laughs> talk about a mouthpiece, man. He's got <laughs> one. Oh, he's got one for the ages. It'll be great. But so when do we we do that when do we do to and omega because omega's got big matches on the shows coming up i was about to say i think it's a i think it is maybe almost a year away i think it's 10 mm. months away i really do i was because... wondering about all out so here's here's my thought okay kenny uh, fights will at forbidden door mm-hmm do match three at all in Osprey okay. beats Kenny for the U S title at all in okay. the following week at all out one week later after Ooh. being defeated by his current toughest rival, Will Osprey in a grueling mm-hmm. match that will be seven stars at probably the second or third greatest match in the history of the world. He has you to go to against a fresh Takeshita and loses. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Mark it down here. I'm, that's what I'm calling I, I that. Think, that's my shucky right that quack one. quack lock of the week. Oh my god! Yeah. By the way, I would like to say I clearly was very wrong about Jungle Boy turning in the main event of Double. We were wrong. 
we were wrong. We and were right. I'm we were wondering because it was the thing one, was what they should have done. I'm wondering if he turns on Hook at some point, and that's his first feud is with Hook as a heel. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right, so let's see what I've got here on the negative. There wasn't a lot of negative this week, no, but no. I think I've got three negatives. Okay. My next one is. Soraya had some truly awful moments in her tag team match this yeah. week. Yeah. Okay. Pro wrestlers, all those pro wrestlers lined up listening to the boom this week. I'm going to give you a little tip from your <laughs> uncle, Uncle Pep here, your Uncle Peppermint. A little locker room address. Yeah. When you have been viciously attacked and you're on the mat and you realize. You're not quite at the right spot to get attacked from the top rope. Mm -hmm. How about you writhe in pain to to get yourself over that extra foot instead of scooching like you're making space for someone on the couch. Right. And then this kind of like, I don't know, stretching, adjusting your back and then tucking your hands in to get ready for the move. How about that, Soraya? Yeah. How about we don't scooch? How about we writhe? <laughs> and that is Peppermint yeah. Fatty's pro wrestling tip that's like, of the week. That's like, that's some Rip Rogers level advice. Jesus Christ, Kevin. <laughs> it drove me crazy. It yeah. drove me nuts. God love poor Soraya. Yeah. But come on. She's a shell of what she was once. Yeah. Now, she was great at being a heel. Mm-hmm. Like her and Jericho just having people hate her and be a bad guy. Yeah. She was great at that. Now, something I really enjoyed from that match that I'm sure, I don't know. I always assume I'm in the minority and nobody mm-hmm. else liked this. And I didn't even notice what the setup was. But Britt Baker putting her finisher on Jericho, yeah. I really enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> I really, like... That popped yeah. me for some reason. I like yeah, that a lot. Yeah, it popped me too. It was just good old fashioned, you know, she gets her uh gets her revenge. Now, you know, if you want to nitpick it, we can uh, nitpick a had, lot. She here, like yeah. she like what had uh, she had Adam Cole in the or he had Adam Cole in the walls of Jericho, right? Yeah. Right. And it's she broke big it. Big submission hold. Not only yeah. did she break it, but she signaled that she was going to break it by pulling the glove out of her tights and holding it up for the crowd for them to cheer before she put it on and then she slowly puts it on and then she goes into the ring to save her husband yeah this is but i'm that's fine that's wrestling physics time stops when you're when you're yeah to the crowd i would have kind of loved if she would have slowly pulled it out and the ref would have rang the bell yeah oh adam submitted you took too long putting your goddamn glove on too long finding the camera oh my god <laughs> That's a good point. It's a very good point. Um, I, what do you think of the match? I, I thought I it mean, was fine, but they should have flipped it. I feel like they should have. I feel like they should have done the tag match on the pay per view uh, instead of the okay, yeah, street fight thing, and then do the no holds barred on the show because it you it's know just, it 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 seems like it's weird to me right. that the mixed tag was like the blow off match. Yeah, because we, we, we didn't need the two basically no-holds-barred matches on the one pay-per-view. Right. And they could have done way more 
if it was if they'd done that one on TV. So that's yeah. a very good idea, Kevin. I support you in that. <laughs> All right, one, give us give us one more positive before I go to my last negative. I got I got two. Let's see. We'll do. Uh, we'll just well, they kind of go together though, which is guys who are underrated, uh, but people had to notice him this week, which is a big Bill Morrissey and the gates of agony. I've been, everybody knows I've been, I've been on the big bill train for a while and I really felt, I felt, um, energized that clearly I wasn't the only person seeing the potential, what the wasted potential, if they didn't do something with the guy and he looked like a million bucks in the battle Royal on the pay-per-view. He looked yeah. so good, and then he, he looked good this week um, on Dynamite with Trent and Swerve, um, and I'm excited that uh, I'm excited to see other people are hopping on the on the train right now. Yeah, and there was a lot of talk great. about hope, it this week on Twitter, um, as in comparisons to Mean Mark Callis, and that and that's mm-hmm. the person that I've chosen to compare him to that. It reminds me of people talking about, well, at that point, Mean Mark was only two years in, and he's and yeah. Bill's eleven years in. And I think I don't know. I, I don't want to I don't want to completely lump Big Bill in with his former tag team partner. But if some of the decisions they had made were on him as well, mm-hmm. he may have needed a little longer to grow up mm-hmm. and really fully embrace. Uh, I guess being a man in pro wrestling, I could be a hundred percent wrong on all of that, but no, um, sense, I though. love, I love that they're, they're, they're going somewhere with it. I really like they're going somewhere and I can't wait to, I'm excited to be along for the ride to see what happens. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I don't it, think I the name big somewhere. bill is, uh, is the one that's going to get you there. No. But, uh, <laughs> hey. what do you think of the jeans? I am Pro frankly impressed that man can move like he does in jeans and cowboy boots. Yeah. Good Lord. I, I am really impressed. To, yeah. I do have to admit that I was a little distracted by the weird wet spot on the back of his jeans. Uh, Wednesday There's no night. Need. There's no yeah. need to delve into that. I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. There's a well, lot of wet was, spots that we might. It was clearly, I don't know. it was clearly just like he poured water over his head you know, before the match or something, and it just spilled down on the back of his jeans, but it's just an unfortunate thing. And, you know, someone needs to help him with that. Hey, there's a lot of men in pro wrestling that if they spill water on their head, that water's going straight to the floor. There's, there's, there's nothing there to get in between (laughs) the water and the floor. So good on big bill. Yeah. Good on him for being double, double thing. He can't help it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You're right. You turn that, you turn that negative into a positive. That's right. I'm sure the good, the, the the good women of AEW fandom and professional wrestling in general probably yeah. really enjoyed those jeans. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give it that. Second only to the hangman's jeans, probably. I, I would imagine so. Yeah. All right. Who who is the next uh underrated um The Gates of Agony? Person. Who are these guys? Right? Like they I've seen them on Ring of Honor and with you know, teaming with Brian Cage and thought, oh, these guys mm-hmm. look cool, but like, whatever, they're not not a big deal. There's and this week. I thought these guys are incredible. I'm gonna try and, and make this as unhomoerotic as I can. 
You're gonna but there, Quan, aren't you? There, there's a body type that yeah. growing up, I looked at and I thought, this is the body type of the perfect pro wrestler. Yeah. And the guy that embodied that the most was not the most popular pro wrestler in WCW history. It was Mark Furness. Yeah. As in, like, small waist, big thighs, mm-hmm. just incredibly muscular, the big mm-hmm. chest. Yeah. And I don't know that, listen, nobody that's listened to this show for any length of time expects me to know the names of both members of Gates of Agony. But I was watching this match, and there's one member of Gates of Agony. I was like, yep. this dude's built like Mark Furness. Bishop Kwan. Bishop Kwan looks like a million bucks. Yeah, he does. It, it's kind of a, and for anybody that doesn't know Mark Furness, Doug Furness. I am so sorry. Doug, Fur- Doug yeah, you're Furness. Right. My bad. I totally didn't Doug, even. There are people I'm that have already caught turned that off I didn't this. even notice it. There are people who have already turned off this show because of how many times I said Mark Furness. Doug Furness. For people that don't know Doug Furness, it was a bit of a blind Brian Pillman body style. A bit yeah, like but that. like, but like, but like more on, jacked, way more jacked, way more prayers, way more vitamins. Yeah. And yeah, this guy, this guy, I was watching this match. I was like, okay, I'm kind of into gates of agony now. Yeah. Partially because of the match and partially because of that, honestly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, take that with fantastic. as much homoeroticism or as little as you like. <laughs> That's just objective fact. That's right. He he kind of has that like creator wrestler look. Like he yeah. looks kind of like a guy yeah. design in the video game, but like I you kind of mean that as a compliment. Like he just looks great and he looks like the kind of guy who should be with Swerve. Yeah. You know. I, Did you I ever... was never a fan of uh who's the other guy's do Toa Leona. We last year we mm-hmm. called him Tay Leone, I think, but it was Yeah. Toa Toa Leona, right? Uh Yeah, he was Toa Leona by the way. Really good my cousin Vinny. Really, really solid performance. <laughs> yeah. Spanglish, too. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was, By the way, now we, Kevin, need AI, speak- now we need an AI cut of a Spanglish <laughs> with uh, Adam Sandler starring Toa Leone. Le- I, think Leona. Make, I think we can make that happen. And By the way, when, a- when you're done with this bit, I, I yeah. want to go back to the creative oh, character thing. Just, the bit's done with me. I've just got to get this out of my system. Did you ever play the UFC video game? The first, the first generation like one, one time. Yeah. Okay. I was really bad at it and I never stuck with it. A good, I wanted that game so bad and I didn't have a next generation system. And a, a buddy of mine bought me that system simply oh, wow. so that we could get online and play each other in, in UFC. And I believe that was the PS two. Mm-hmm. And my God, that was a great, that was a great system. But my created character that I took to the title. I, I, I never won the title with him because when I got to the title match, I realized I'd never actually done training camps. And so it, mm. he didn't get better. But <laughs> m- apparently, like I was just making my dream UFC fighter. And apparently my dream UFC fighter looks like a perfect mix of um, of Theo Vaughn and, and Filthy Tom Lawler. And I didn't know that back then, but that is who my man looked like. <laughs> and uh, apparently that's what any Louisiana boy thinks is a really cool look. A little bit of a rat tail, yeah. heavy mutton chops, yeah. hairy chest. My God. Yeah. yeah. No, I just had to get that, that story out of my system. All right. <laughs> so my next, I think my last 
problem with AEW this week also involves Chris Statlander. And oh. it has to do with how long she was gone, Kevin. Okay. Um, Chris has been gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. AEW very well, very likely has picked up a lot of new fans mm-hmm. in that time period, lost a few, gained a few. And I thought Nyla Rose was the wrong match for Chris Statlander this week. I think the match should have been because we didn't see, we saw like 43 seconds of her beating Jade Cargill. And mm-hmm. people who didn't put out their $50 for the pay-per-view didn't see that. Mm-hmm. And so this is a lot of people's introduction to Chris Statlander or reintroduction mm-hmm. for those who weren't really into her. And I think we should have seen not quite a squash, but like a two-minute match yeah. against somebody of the stature of an Anna J. And it should have been essentially a squash, a got, real beatdown. And yeah. instead, we got a good match with Nyla Rose, yep. who, of course, has that deal with AW. She gets first shot at every new champion. Yep. And this match could have waited a few weeks. You know who it could have been? Who's that? Marina Shafir. Would have been perfect. Would have been great. Somebody that just run through be- her. Yeah, it wouldn't have hurt Marina. Marina is going to get her day in the sun at some point. That point yep. is clearly not and, now. And because of her style, you could have played up the, but how bad is her knee? How good is her knee? Yeah. And Marina could have done some submission work on her to try to slow her down for like yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Just to be like, oh no, the knee. And then she'd be like, nope, it's bionic now. And Marina threw her exactly. face. Exactly. And uh, and destroyed her. I completely agree. She should have come out, had a showcase. It was just, just it was the just wrong week for somebody. Ma- it was the wrong yes. week for a close match against a real contender. Yes. And um, so apparently we're, I don't know. Just I, I, I that really put me off. And bef- and yeah. I like the idea. They're like, we're going to give you a good match right off the bat. I love right. the idea behind it. But it was yeah, the wrong the idea wrong thing. for the moment. She didn't need that. She needed a big no. debut. She needed a big showcase. Yeah. And yep. she, all they needed to do was have just show how happy everyone was for her to get back. Before the match, that I was cheer? actually thought it was a good idea. I thought, oh, Nyla's great. She always gets the first thing, and it'll be good and all that stuff. But then as I yeah. watched it, you're exactly right. It she it didn't need to go through a commercial. It didn't need to, you know. By the way, she, her, her pop, the pop during the the spot they did earlier that I complained about mm-hmm. huge, huge pop in the arena. Yeah. That arena loved her almost as much as they hated Don Callis. Yeah. 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 And so I really appreciated that. I did like the little, uh, like perfect setup. They did showing Taya just seething with jealousy. After the <laughs> match was over with those her. two, it makes such sense to, for that to be the first feud. Yeah, that'll be really... I, I will enjoy that very much. Let's see. Anything else here? Um, let's see. We've talked about everything I have on my AEW notes for this week. Yeah, um, we, 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 we talked a little bit about Bullet Club Gold. Talked about that. Mm-hmm. Talked uh, the hook. Anything you want to say about the hook interview? No, not really. Okay, Tony Storm's promo. Yeah, it was good. Good promo. Yeah. I guess happy for her. She gets to be a real champion. 
like her like her little mm-hmm. hair thing. I think I said mm-hmm. that on uh, this past weekend. Um, let's so you see. think she's gonna carry that title all the way to All In? You think they'll do uh, Tony and Jamie rematch at All In? Two Brits. I would. You know, that initially, initially, well, Tony's Australian, right? Oh, she is. She's New Zealand. Yeah, but that's good. But that means this, yeah, that's right, right. New Zealand. I don't know why I thought so. It's it's more because initially we talked about Brit versus Brit, and we had a lot of people set us straight. Mm-hmm. That's not what you mm-hmm. want in Britain. You don't want them yeah. cheering. A, so that makes that makes sense that we would get, we might get that Jamie Hader return at all in against Tony Storm. I, I would I would like that very much, and I hope that's yeah, I like that uh, lot, exactly man. what happens. Okay. So I've seen the matches from Rampage. I've not seen Rampage. I watched okay. it on YouTube, like I suggested people. So you have something here in the notes. Yeah. So you I did not see. About. Okay, because no. I was surprised this wasn't on your list. So they <laughs> on did my an negative inter- list. Okay. They did right. an interview with uh I think it was Renee, did an interview with the Triple J group. Okay. And asked them about their despicable actions. At right. Double or Nothing against Aubrey Edwards, where Karen Jarrett elkabonged Aubrey with the guitar. <laughs> Did she now? Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. That was yeah. uh, that was. I didn't know quite, that was an quite a song, but I do love it. Elkabong. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> they're talking about that, and uh, they're uh, demanding that Aubrey be suspended for her. Uh, for her actions of being biased against them. And then they're saying, and then Renee was asking, maybe you guys should be suspended for, you know, assaulting a referee. Aubrey Edwards comes out or no, Mark Briscoe comes out Uh and starts, you know, talking trash to them about like, you know, I'm not going to put up with your stuff anymore. And they start getting his face and he brings out Aubrey. Oh, so Mark Briscoe and Aubrey are staying there and Karen gets in Aubrey's face and Aubrey puts her hands around Karen's throat and starts to squeeze. Does her, does Karen's, Karen Jarrett, does Karen's tongue come out like Bart Simpson's <laughs> I'd have when to he was back. getting choked by his father? <laughs> it was not quite that, that extreme. So good. Yeah. So then they had to get separated. Aubrey looked crazed. So I don't know what's I love happening. That. I don't know Are if Aubrey's going to get, maybe Aubrey's going to get suspended and they'll do a mixed tag or something. Are we going to get an unsanctioned Aubrey Edwards, Karen Jarrett match? I think we're going <laughs> know, to Kevin. Man. Oh my God. And I think gosh. we both know who the referee is going to have to be. And that's going to be a Mark second Briscoe. appearance by Mark Briscoe. Yeah. Oh man. I don't think that's going to happen at Forbidden Door, though. I think that's going to end up <laughs> happening That would be an amazing match if it was. Oh, my have God. Be yeah. Yano could be the def- the referee. Oh, my God. He could be teaching that's... Aubrey how to, how to cheat. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to see where this is going. I wish I'd seen that live. I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got Rampage on my computer. There's, it's probably on their YouTube channel. Look for that. It's probably as a, as a little, uh, you highlight. know what? Uh, okay. I'm, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to pull this up right now. Let me mute my other computer here. So things don't start popping up. Okay. AW. How are we doing on time here? Okay. We're good. We're good. 
All right, let's see. I'm going to react live. If it's here, it doesn't look like it's going to be here. Is it not? Oh. No. They've got, they have four Rampage clips, and they're um, all matches. Okay. So, real un- well, they've got a fifth. Oh, it's it's another match. Well, then. Hmm. That's a real shame. I'm going to look up. Okay. Aubrey Edwards. Chokes. Twitter. Karen. Jarrett. Let's see what we have. Oh, I think I see it right here. Let's check this out. It's on a it's on a YouTube short. Okay. Okay, I see the crew. Karen's looking. It looks like Mark Briscoe's throwing accusations. Yep, yep. Okay, Karen, step forward. She is unhappy with Mark Briscoe. I have a mute, of course. Oh, my God. Hold on, Kevin. Why did nobody tell me? The way Mark Briscoe led Aubrey into frame by t- the way he turned his head. There we go. There's the choke. There's the choke. Oh my God. So many officials. So yeah. many officials. Karen choked back at the end. Aubrey is swinging claws. Oh, this is a work of art. This is as good <laughs> as pro wrestling gets. There's nothing finer. I'm rewatching, and now I see there's closed captioning. There's closed captioning. Okay. Yeah, so Mark's head, his eyes get huge, and he turns <laughs> as Aubrey walks in the frame. Arms Does he look directly into the lens? Oh, oh yes. As as the head turned, they definitely got caught. Oh, there we go. Oh, that choke is beautiful. Here's the problem, though. Karen Jarrett is at least two weight classes higher. If yeah. this were the UFC, Karen's yeah. at 145, Aubrey's at, like, 125, and so... Just the sheer mass of Karen Jarrett. No offense, Karen Jarrett. You're very lovely. Yeah. The yeah. sheer mass was too much she's tall, for Aubrey. Jeff. Yeah, Aubrey. The, the thing is, if this does turn into a match, Aubrey, I think, is going to have the speed advantage. But that mm-hmm. doesn't really show up in a backstage brawl one-on-one. That's the right. issue here. Right. It's the ballet training is going to come into play yes. in much the same way it came into play for Vasily Lomachenko when he took on Devin Haney recently that's right. and got robbed. So I think yeah. that's what we're going to have to look for out of Aubrey Edwards. And, and luckily, I don't think there's going to be any judges when this match finally happens no. other than Mark Briscoe. And he's Judge Styles Jury and Executioner. Fights. It's going to be a Judge Dredd situation with Mark Briscoe, Kevin. <laughs> that's right. Styles make fights. And this one is going to be Styles legendary. Make fights. I think yeah. we have our. Oh, you're right. I just pulled clip. it up. the The slow look of that that look is pan. beautiful. Yes, it's so good. And as he turns, she enters. It's like they kind of meet in the middle. Yeah, which I always love because, in because they act like if you're out of frame, the people cannot see you, even though you're clearly yes. just standing right behind the person yes. that's in their eye line. Which drives me <laughs> crazy. <laughs> He literally just turned around behind him. And Jeff is even like, as they're doing it, looking past Mark Briscoe as he's talking as if he sees Aubrey (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) And everyone else reacts. Jay Lethal reacts like she just appeared out of a puff of smoke. Okay. I'm I'm rewatching. I'm going to watch. Okay. This is actually my new favorite segment of the week. Oh my. We need to break down a segment like this every week. (laughs) Yeah, Jay is a bit shocked. Yeah. 
Satnam does his best to act shocked. He tries. He's he slowly shaking his, his perspective, head. though. He can see the whole picture. <laughs> okay. Kevin, I want you to go back and rewatch this. Okay. <laughs> and simply wait for the shock that overcomes Jay Lethal okay. when Aubrey lays her hands on Karen Jerry. Yeah. Watch Jay Lethal. It's right, so good. Jay. He is so he's, good. He look, he's skeptical. He's shocked at what Karen yeah. says. Shocked. He turns. He's watching. He turns. He looks back at Mark. He turns to look see her. He waits until... <laughs> I think, I think he... you're a few seconds ahead of me. I can't... <laughs> he loses his mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if Lexi Nair was prepared for this. No, she this was is, clearly this not. Is a, no, oh man, this is so great. <laughs> I love everyone's sat here listening yeah. to us watch this. Sodom raising his eyebrows when when uh, Mark Briscoe makes his accusation, and Sodom just raises his eyebrows like, "Ooh." I have it paused right there, and that might be the Sodom equivalent of um. Daddy Magic's head exploding. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the equivalent. Daddy Magic's brain freeze crew. face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this crew is, that's a gift that keeps on giving. This is so great. Listen, everybody, it's on, it's the AEW account, clearly. It's one of their YouTube shorts. Um, Kevin, we've got to break down a YouTube short each and every week. I think that's a new segment. Okay. All right. I think that needs to happen. All right. So uh, clearly there's a lot of things that maybe should have been on Dynamite, including AEW Rampage, a lot of things from Dominion. We could go on and on and on for should have been on Dynamite this week. Looking ahead, though, we've got Kevin. I think in my mind, we have a really stacked AEW Dynamite this week, but it's really two matches. Yes, I am. I'm into Ricky Starks, Jay White. Yeah. But Orange Cassidy versus Swerve Strickland for the international title is going to be a banger. And that's all I care about right now. Orange loses. I I know everybody wants, I I really don't want it to happen yet, but AW is not in the business of giving me what I want. So it could could happen at any time. And Swerve Strickland showing up on the first episode of Collision as the international champion. Yeah. That could be. So oh, dominoes wait. are falling. So we've got is this is the very last last Saturday oh, with yeah. no AEW. This is it. Yeah. This is it. It's gonna be wild. Go. Enjoy your weekend. <laughs> okay. So at what t- it's gonna start at 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. 8 yeah. Eastern. So that's gonna be six o'clock my time. So I'm working. Everybody knows I work uh, on patrol right. live every Friday and Saturday. So that'll go up against on patrol for a shift for one hour and then against the first hour. So, by the way, just so everybody knows, Friday nights, the only thing we can't beat for number one is SmackDown. Yeah. This week we were trending number hot two. As hell, though. We were trending number two before the show started. Before. On Patrol Life started, we were trending number two, and we were number two or three all night long. SmackDown wouldn't give up the ghost, unfortunately. I need I need SmackDown to cool off. Um, it's going to be really that man. I'm going to have to warn the whole team 
Saturday the seventeenth. Did you see the ratings for Saturdays for Friday? Smash no, I didn't. This past I didn't. one. Hold on. How, how big was I'm going to as long as as long as we have Buzz daily. I think I can pull it up really fast because we were talking about it in the Discord today. Okay, Show Buzz Daily Friday. Let's see. SmackDown did On Patrol Live came in fifth. I'm not seeing. Oh, what? Wait, am I looking at? Yeah, Friday SmackDown, right? Oh, that's right. It's a network show. So here we go. The final quarter hour. million. The final quarter hour was two point nine million. They almost reached three million. Good lord. The eighteen to forty nine demographic for the final was, quarter hour was a zero point eight seven. I'm so their their male eighteen to forty nine a twelve point three. And their overall eighteen to thirty four was a zero point five. Yeah. Let's see, where's where'd Rampage end up? Rampage is 0.12, 357,000 viewers. Man, that is a yeah. monster episode. Monster. By the way, by the way, for I know a lot of people that listen to this show watch um uh, watch the UFC. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, uh, a good friend of mine who, um, from back home, Jesse Butler, got the call on I believe Thursday to get on a plane to Vegas. Jim Miller needed an opponent. Wow, and that's a huge opportunity. So he was he he was wet. He had to he was going to be fighting one weight class up on two days' notice against the man with the most fights in UFC history, the most wins in UFC history, and the second most finishes in UFC history. And I remember saying on the radio on Wednesday, Jesse needs to sit back, be calm, and try and win a decision because it doesn't matter how long Jim Miller's been in the UFC. He's only been finished once in eight years and that was a submission loss to Charles Oliveira, the future lightweight mm-hmm. champion. And so Jesse goes in and attacks with everything he has. <laughs> and this resulted in Jim Miller trending number one on Twitter mm-hmm. on Saturday night. <laughs> and uh, Jesse is now going to go down as the man who who made Jim Miller the who who gave him a new record of most finishes. In UFC history, Jesse well, will be back, and he will he will get some wins in the UFC. Of that, I am sure. Got the history was, books one way or the was, other, though. That was not his night, but yep. I think Dana White does reward people who just go yeah. in swinging. And that was so, probably good for his career, win or lose. Everybody knows the thing is before that fight, his last three fights had all gone viral because of his devastating finishes. Mm-hmm. And he went viral again, and even bigger. He just on the other side of that just one. Just on the other side. So everybody knows should who listen he is to you. Everybody take knows. Take note, listen. Aubrey Edwards. You should listen to James. That's, listen, pro wrestlers analysis. need to like Soraya need to listen to me. Yeah. Clearly, I'm an expert on all <laughs> on all physical endeavors. Yes, I think anyone that looks at me can tell. Right. I'm the I'm the man to listen to for all weight loss. Yep. And athletic endeavors, clearly. 
Let's chest see. hair. What? Oh yeah. Oh my God. These Chipotle taco meats. You better believe it, <laughs> Kevin. So we're also going to get Jungle Hook versus Preston Vance and Drillistico yeah. this week, and an MJF promo. Kevin, have we ever come off a pay per view whose main event people ca- cared about less after the fact than uh, than that match with the, the four pillars? pillars? I don't. Which think is weird it was because everyone mentioned. loved the match. Yeah, Jungle Boy came out. I don't know if it was mentioned. I'm sure they said something offhand. Yeah. Darby Allen wrestled. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a big deal. Didn't re- like it was a bigger yeah. deal that Sting showed up. Um, nobody cared about that match after the fact at all. No. It was a really no. good match, but nobody. Yeah. It was like uh, it was like a big thing of cotton candy. That's right. It was sweet, and you're like, mm, "This is good." And then you wash it off your fingers and move on. I thought you were going to refer to the famous, the famous GIF of the raccoon with the cotton candy who drops it in the water. And then it's like, (laughs) what even happened to it? It's just disappeared. uh, It's gone. What describes life more than that? (laughs) That's the, that's the most, that's the wisest Jeff I've ever seen. This was a fun, this was a fun week in pro wrestling. Yeah. Dynamite was good. Rampage was, was surprisingly good. Um, and we have all of this excitement to build, to, to look forward to in the build to forbidden door. Yep. So for me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at fight game media, have a great week, everybody. And we hope to see you back here again next Tuesday. Save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.